Hello, everyone, and welcome to More Than Macros Radio. I'm your host, Coach B. Let's talk about how I can help you figure your shit out when it comes to all the BS and the trends in the nutrition and fitness industry. I am a nutrition coach that understands the hurdles that women face every day, as I too am a wife and a mother, which is why a sustainable lifestyle can't just consist of tracking your macros. Join me each week as I, or sometimes we, talk about everything from health, wellness, nutrition, mindset, body, and fitness. The goal of this podcast is to have you think more about your habits and behaviors, your relationship with food, and for you to get really curious about where you are right now and where you want to be. If you've been struggling with your health and wellness and achieving your goals, you cannot afford to miss out on this podcast. Thanks for listening. Let's dive into today's episode. Welcome back to More Than Macros Radio. I'm your host, Coach B, and I'm back with another example of a client struggle. Okay, so this is my client struggle series. Um, I've had a lot of positive feedback on these series, so I'm just going to continue sharing those with you. These are basically um, struggles, obstacles, or it's feedback that I'm given when a client is uh, filling out either an application and or is, um, you know, filling in their intake form. And I keep talking about these things because I'm like, wow, you know, like I want people to know that they're not the only, you know, one that's, you know, experiencing these obstacles. But this one came to me and there's a whole bunch in this one. But I, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to kind of pull up and make different podcasts on this one. But I thought this one was really um, not I, I wouldn't say interesting because I think it's just it's just basically out there. But I think it's what everybody um, who struggles with their health and wellness journey often, you know, it does experience and that's self-sabotage. So this person is someone who uh, does work shift work and um, she's got a lot going on, long hours, that kind of thing. So her basic question or her basic obstacle is what she calls self-sabotage. So she's like, I, I can't see how I will get to that long-term goal, goal alone without your support. Um, I often self-sabotage. I lose three to four pounds. And then it's like, I don't know where I'm at or I like where I'm at or, oh my God, how do I keep going? And then I go right back to where I started. And so like, and she talks a little bit more about it, but basically it's like, how do I stop this self-sabotage? And so, you know, I can really kind of like apply this to a lot of people, actually, you're all going to have different situations, but I think this comes back to a couple of things. Number one would definitely be, um, like self-sabotage in a lot of cases comes back to like that mental cognitive ability, right? Um, maybe some mental fatigue and that kind of thing, but it also comes back to like you yourself and the adherence factor. And why is it so difficult? So like, are you making this too hard for yourself? is the approach just not sustainable, right? So in terms of like your mental energy, this is your cognitive capacity. So if you've got a lot going on and you're on the go, 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 a lot of the time, especially if you're not eating consistently or if you're always dieting, is that you've got your physical energy coming in the door with your calories, but you just have been like bombarded with 101 different decisions. And so it's just easier for you to say, fuck it than it is to carry something out, like to follow through, right? And I would say like for someone who works long hours like this, this individual, like that's, it's tough, right? Because it's just easier for you to just not stick to your plan because it's been a long day. You are mentally, you know, exhausted, your body's exhausted, all that. So you just lean into the easiest. 
So really comes back to with self-sabotage from what I see with clients. And this is not some sort of scientific um, explanation. It really, for what I've seen, comes back to um, is this, are, is what you're doing too much too soon? In other words, is this sustainable? So I get it. Losing weight can be super exciting. And in most cases, when people see results right away, it just gets them moving, right? Like they're like, oh my gosh, like, I can't believe this is all happening. But what they don't pay attention to is like the extreme nature of the approach. So while they, you know, might feel good because they're losing weight, they often forget that they've basically restricted everything and they're just doing this because they want to lose weight and they just don't realize the approach is going to eventually be not sustainable and it's going to lack the adherence that's required for fat loss to happen because you have to adhere to a calorie deficit, right? So I think for most people, it's just because the approach is just too fucking hard. And that's just me being honest. Like you have to ask yourself the question of like, if you're starting at 1200 calories, that's just ridiculous. Number one, if you're telling yourself you can't have carbs, if you tell yourself you can't have fruit, like you can only eat um, paleo or it's carnivore, like keto. Like if you're giving yourself all these rules, like I said, in the very beginning, it might, that might be clouded by the fact that you're seeing some results, but those results won't last because the, the approach that you've taken is not sustainable. Now I'm going to sit here. I'm, or I'm going to tell you that diets are not supposed to be sustainable. Like that's why they're temporary. There's a cost of getting lean. You have to buy into the process of temporary restriction, sorry, restraint is really what it comes down to. But that doesn't mean out of the gate, you are cutting calories by five, six hundred calories, or, or if not more. For some people, that's what they're doing, right? So um, I would say that a lot of the self-sabotage comes from just the approach is just too fucking hard. So a couple of things that I noted here is like, maybe you need to approach it with changing with what you're eating. So maybe your approach has too many hyper palatable foods, even though you're in a deficit and you can have anything you want. If you're choosing to just have like, I don't know, plain rice cakes with nothing on them. I mean, yeah, they can be airy and they can fill the gap, I suppose, but they could also leave you fucking hungry and it's really not filling the gap, right? Maybe you're somebody who eats, you think you're eating a protein, but maybe you're not. And so like, you're not really satiated. Right. So, um, I mean, I know lots of people that try to like, just do the pop tarts and pizza and like hit my goals, but you're fucking hungry. So this could be why self-sabotage creeps in because by default, you think about all the decisions you're making in the day, even though you've made this plan, you basically are just done one-on-one. And so, yeah, going through the drive-through is just easier. Even though you've sustained this for a fucking week, you're just like, no, I'm too tired. Or you might even have that mindset of like, I deserve this cheat meal, right? So like there's that. So I would suggest adding protein, looking at your fiber intake, adding fruits and vegetables on this journey. Um, definitely, definitely, definitely don't look at restricting anything like that. Like don't start cutting fucking fruit or vegetables out of the equation. Okay. Um, I think one of the other things is the environment. So regardless of where you are, who brings the food into your environment? Is it you? Are you pre-planning this? Does somebody else buy groceries? Is there somebody in charge of like going to get the coffees and they always bring the fucking donuts? Like look at the environment, the people you hang around with. And if there is any environmental factor that could be playing a role here. So like your social environment, 
the pressure to show up for drinks and, and like all these occasions and to have the donut and to do all these things. Well, I want you to enjoy life. If you've bought into intentional fat loss, there is a cost, but it's minimal and it's short term, but maybe you're not there on the weekend because you're like, fuck it. Because you, the people you hang around with just make it hard, right? There's that aspect, but there could be also a spouse or partner or even your kids that bring in food that you are trying your damnedest to not overeat, but then you have all of these temptations. And again, that's where I would go back to like, are you doing too much too soon? Like again, sustainability. Okay. Now let me repeat, diets are not meant to be super sustainable, but you have to have methods that are somewhat because then you won't stick to it at all. Right. You want to be in a deficit and you want to be adhering and consistent as possible. So like, that's the name of the game. So if you're self-sabotaging this, because there's something, the equation is not, it's just, it's fucking broken, <laughs> you know? So we gotta, we gotta figure out how we can get from point A to point B without it breaking. Um, the other thing is, is like for her specifically, because she did mention working shift work. It's like, are you prepared for accessible, easy to make, I don't know, snacks for your vehicle on the way home or in your, in your fridge? in the pantry. And the reason why I say that is because it would be so much easier for you to just stop and have the Big Mac and fries. And again, nothing wrong with having that, but that could absolutely take you over the, um, your calorie goal for the day in your fat loss phase. Okay. Remember this is intentional. You want to lose, you want to lose body fat. So a better approach would be to have like, maybe have a protein bar in your vehicle just to tidy over and until you get home and then you have, okay. So I, you know, like I didn't have the cheeseburger and fries and all that. I had the, the protein bar. I've only got like a 20 minute commute. I'll do that. But then you also have to p- play that, the, the pros and the cons of it all. Right. Maybe you could stop to get the burger because you do have a couple hours of driving, but do you have the burger and the fries? Maybe you order a smaller version of it, like the kid's meal, whatever. Like there are methods in which you can do this, but you have to be prepared, right? So like someone who works long shifts or has the tendency to work longer shifts, your self-sabotage might show up because you're just so fucking tired and you don't actually have a plan. So like this, if this should happen, then that planning is very effective in that situation, but it also really is about the approach. Are you doing too many things? Like, are you going too long without meals? Are you restricting so much that you are fucking starving? You know what I mean? Like, it's a long day and maybe you don't realize how, like, maybe you thought you were a sedentary person, but maybe you're not and you're on your feet all fucking day, right? So these things can absolutely impact your appetite, all of that kind of stuff. Um, And also too, like when you look at the, you know, the aspect of like um, increase in hunger, like, are you prepared to manage that, right? So like, are you eating volume-based foods? Do you have those? Are you prepared for that? Are you grocery shopping for those types of foods? Again, it is so much easier for you to say fuck it than it is for you to be intentional. And I think that's part of it is like, if the intention is like, if the intention is only to lose body fat, I'm going to go back to this a little bit. I mean, sorry, your desired outcome is only to um, lose body fat. It may not be enough, right? And so like you go in super restrictive and now you're just like hating life. And then it's just easier to say, no, I'm, I'm done. 
right? So like, that's how it goes back and forth. And when you say you're done, you're not just done. You're not just done the diet. You're like done with all of it. Like you stop tracking, you stop giving a shit. You maybe even stop exercising. So like, these are the things. And I always, you know, in my opinion, comes back to like the approach. What does it look like for you? Okay. So if this hasn't worked in the past, then clearly their approach is not the right one. And it usually comes from people who are being super restrictive. Now I will touch base a little bit on the exercise component, because I think this could be part of it too, is like, it's maybe you've decided you're going to diet and then you're going to exercise. And so like, you've got all this energy expenditure, like you've planned it all out. Like you're in the gym five, six days a week. You're doing all the fucking cardio. You got the 20,000 steps a day type scenario. Is that sustainable? Again, you have to consider it because it's part of the equation, right? So you know, and for some people, like increasing their exercise activity can absolutely make them hungrier. And for others, it shuts down their hunger. Everyone is different. Okay. Um, and the type of exercise they're doing. So I think that at the end of the day, you have to really ask yourself the hard questions is like, if what I'm doing right now is sustainable, even in the short term. So an example would be if you have decided to not only cut your calories to, let's say 1200, the fucking magic number. And you've decided because you're so low in those calories that you are absolutely going to go zero carb. Like you're not bringing in any complex carbohydrates. You and your mind are saying, I don't have room for that. Why the fuck do it? Carbs are bad anyways. So you don't have any fruit and you don't have any oatmeal. You don't have any, you don't even have a slice of bread. You don't even have low carb sources. You are just like fucking basically eating protein and vegetables and a little bit of fat. Like you have to ask yourself that question of like, can I do this for more than a week? Right. And the thing is, is that again, I've said it already and I'm going to keep repeating it is that diets are not meant to be sustainable. That's why we say they're temporary, but you have to be willing to, it has to suck a tiny, tiny bit, not the entire process, but it's, it's going to require some cognitive restraint. Okay. so. You have to be willing to say no or to minimize a few things, to reduce a few things, but not restrict. And so like in this situation, um, first and foremost, she needs the accountability. She needs someone to help her realize that it's she can do these things without so many restrictions, number one. And number two, that losing three to four pounds is amazing. So like what got you there? So we have to look at that picture of like, okay, so was that approach too much? And, or did you choose to say, fuck it, because you're dwelling so much on the fact that you're dieting. And this happens a lot where you come out of the gates really well, you know, really motivated. And you are like then at this point where it's just like, fuck, this is super hard. And you keep dwelling on, oh, I don't have this anymore. And I got six more weeks of this bullshit. Like that can really, really change it. Right. And again, that self-sabotage, even with those three to four pounds can creep in because it's just too fucking hard. The dwelling, the, the thoughts of all the things you're taking away, like you're not focusing on the big picture. And this is where I'm circling back. I think one of the biggest components as to why people have a difficult time sticking to the actual program and adhering to what's happening, as well as achieving the goal and maintaining it is the why. So yes, you need to adhere, you have to be consistent, but why are you choosing to change how you look? Why are you wanting intentional weight loss? 
Now, I've talked about this before, and I'm just going to kind of go over this qu quickly. If you do not have enough personal meaning, if it doesn't give you the warm and fuzzies and really kind of be a game changer in your life, the likelihood of you achieving and maintaining that goal is a little bit less. I'm not going to give you numbers because I don't fucking know what they are. Maybe one day I'll be talking to an expert that has those numbers just right at their fucking right there. <laughs> but I don't know what that percentage is, but I do know that it's, it's actually low. Um, we know that a growth mindset means you'll eventually get there. And we cultivate that by moving from like a more extrinsic, so external motivator to an intrinsic right? And you develop this growth mind of like, I'm going to eventually get there and I'm going to start doing things that matter to me and everything that I choose to do now, it supports my values, my identity and all of that. That is the game changer. But if you just go into it saying, I, I need to lose 30 pounds, it's not enough. And it's likely why you aren't willing to get a little bit gritty with yourself to be like, I can do this, right? Um, I think that would probably be it. Self-sabotage is a tricky one because it depends on the situation. But I do think like there's a few other things that I would ask yourself. And I mean, she talks about like, it's only, you know, um, I think it's like three or four pounds. So that, that might be a couple of weeks. Maybe it's only a week. Maybe it's four weeks of dieting. It, it comes back to like your dieting history too. Like, have you always been dieting? Like, have you never given yourself a chance to just sit and not diet and try to eat normal? Um, and again, normal is going to look different for everybody. I don't call it intuitively because I don't think if you're thinking about food and what to eat next, that's not intuitive. Um, but I think that if you are someone who's always trying to make yourself a smaller human, trying all these different fad diets, never really trying to eat normal, this could be part of the reason um, why adherence is so hard because you're always restricting you're always somehow some form it may not be the same every single time it might be keto one you know one month and then it might be like intermittent fasting the next it might be um keto intermittent fasting it could be a whole bunch of different things calorie counting macros it doesn't really matter but maybe those you've just been doing it too long like you've been really trying to restrict for too long and for some people, like normal eating, like leaning into that allows you to understand your relationship with food a little bit better, helps you with that. And you might feel like there's a little bit more adherence. And if I'm being honest, if this self-sabotage is coming from a place of like overeating, binging, that kind of thing, there's work to be done and you shouldn't be dieting. You might have to lean into that, like what the fuck is going on with my relationship with food and how do I rebuild this so I never... Like, so I can experience food freedom and never really truly have to diet again. Okay. So those are my thoughts on self-sabotage. How do you stop it is basically, I think that you have to have a little bit more of an abundance mindset. The approach has to be a little bit more sustainable. Um, I think that you have to make some, some adjustments to the types of foods that you're eating maybe. Um, oh, and a couple other things, pay attention to the other biofeedback too, though like super stressed. So I talked about like your cognitive capacity, but also too, like if you're not sleeping well, which we know deficits can play a role in that too. When we don't sleep well, it really makes it, um, our cognitive ability capacity goes down. So to make a deliberate decision-making, uh, de deliberate decision can be more difficult, but also too, you can experience appetite dysregulation. So then maybe you're hungrier, right? And again, even stress, like some people shut off hunger and some people turn to food. So it really is like, is it self-sabotage? Like, are you intentionally doing this to yourself? 
or is it just because it is too fucking hard and you are making the choice to do the easy. Okay. That's it. That's all I have for you guys. So, um, yeah, this was a good one. I really like this one, especially when it relates back to somebody who works long shifts and stuff like that. And I mean, it's going to be different for everybody, but I felt like this would be um, something that you guys could all probably relate to and just kind of maybe think about how you could apply that to your own situation. Think about it, right? Like, why do I self-sabotage? What's my approach? Why do I actually want to intentionally diet? Like, what is going on here? And get really curious, right? You don't have to diet to be healthier. You also don't have to diet necessarily to lose weight, if that makes sense. And the reason I'll, what I'll leave you with is this, if you make better choices and if you start dialing in some, you know, maybe some unwanted habits and behaviors, maybe by default, you will lose weight without actually intentionally trying to diet or restrict. I'll leave you with that. Anyways, we'll see you guys on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it. And don't forget to tag me at Motivate and Be Fit and follow or subscribe on the podcast app of your choice. And please don't forget to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. This allows the podcast to grow while helping more people figure their shit out. Chat to you next week.